This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Hello, welcome to News Laundry Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur News Laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. We are back with four panelists here in the studio and one joining us on the phone. Joining us on the phone is Manoj Mitta. Manoj Mitta is a journalist and author based out of Delhi. He's worked at the Times of India and in Express in a day. He also writes for the Wire and Scroll sometimes. Uh, most importantly at least for me he is the author of a book when a tree shook delhi the 1984 carnage and its aftermath and uh, that book actually um is one of a series of books i read to really understand the 1984 uh, carnage and what led to it the other two being one written by mark tully and uh, satish jacob the third being the book operation blue star the true story written by general ks barar who i just have found out is also from the doon school how about that other than that manoj has also written a book the fiction of fact finding modi and godhra 2014 he is currently working on a book on impunity for caste violence and here in the studio we have a managing editor raman kripal hi and we have a award winning journalist Uh, who Vivek Agnihotri dis- described as news laundry ki ladki Manisha Pandey Yes and you didn't protest I registered I, that I know I actually felt really bad at the time because it just the moment passed me by so yeah, fast Yeah I probably glazed over you <laughs> with so much that you were saying but it's okay oh, she said she probably glazed over you because you yourself are such a sexist piece of shit but anyway thank you It could be a reason it won't slip it won't escape a woman I'm sure Yeah you're right I agree it won't have escaped a woman but and we have Madhu Trehan Hi. So on that note let me just go over what all we will be discussing in today's hafta but before I do that I have an appeal to make to all our subscribers some of you may know I did an interview of a filmmaker writer motivational speaker and fighter of urban naxalites Vivek Agnihotri I had no idea but it's gone viral so we've got a lot of subscribers coming in to watch that all of you who are either Mufat Khors listen to it who are only coming in to watch that Um, a, I'm disappointed that that's what it took for you to subscribe. While we have such amazing ground reports from award-winning journalists like Manisha, we have a fantastic managing editor like Raman Kripal. We have amazing ground reports from journalists like Amit, who did a series even from Kerala. So, but if Vivek Agnihotri is what makes you subscribe, well, uh, what can I say? But I hope you stay subscribers. As Raj Kapoor used to say about his films, they may come to watch Zinat Taman's body. He used a more crass word. but they will stay for the story so even if it is vivek that made you discover us i hope you will stay for the other quality work we do here's a snippet from the interview hello and welcome to news laundry interviews i have with me today vivek agnihotri where do you get the data point that 40% of india is infested by maoists i mean source cite the source okay so the speech you are referring is about 2 3 years old right i don't know 2015 hmm. or 14 ki wo hai Right when we made the film in 2011, this was the data: 40 percent. From where? From where? Government of India. You do your research, you'll find out. I've got it here. The government of India. Actually, today, listen to me. Today it's come down. No, it no, may not be 40 percent. At the peak. Okay, at the peak. At the peak, it was. We had 106 districts, or about 600 districts. This is the government yeah. of India data. Yeah. That were um, impacted by Maoism. That doesn't mean all of them were completely overrun by Maoists. 26. When you made that speech, the number was down to about 44 districts. Hmm. When you say 40% of Indian fiscal amount, that means half of India took half of India. Yes, निकला हुआ है आपको पता नहीं है ये बात. Now the thing is, आप मुझे 40% का बताइए. कहाँ से आपको ये आया? आपने एक students को बताया. हमने research किया है. Do you think going forward, and would you acknowledge that at least when you lecture in colleges, your facts should be clear? 
No, I don't. Why do I? I don't take anybody's advice. I do what I like doing. Okay. Yeah. So facts don't matter then. No. See, our imagery is different. You are wired differently. I'm wired differently. But facts are facts, no? No. Why? Who said facts are facts? On something like, am I wearing a white kurta pajama or a black one? Hmm. Right now, the evidence to suggest I'm wearing a white one. is overwhelming as compared to that i'm wearing a black one so someone can say i'm wearing a black one on second yeah. finish but that person will be made fun of but life is not exactly what you get to see there are some people who have gone beyond that who knows maybe inside this white you are very dark heart black heart who knows are mai kurte ki baat kar raha hu apne dil ki main aap kurte ki kar raha hai main kurte ki nahi kar raha hu main uske beyond ki baat kar raha hu to ho sakta hai ki aapka dil bahut kala ho aapke irade kale ho aap kurta safed pehante ho kisi ko kya pata abhinandan what you call fact is not really a fact kurta kya rang ka hai aap apne facts ko apne paas rakhiye abhinandan let me just do what i am doing i'll read a tweet out of you for you and this is again #urbanaxel tragedy with urban axel is that they believe the path to break india goes via breaking narendra modi and arnab goswami if 1000 years of islamic british rule couldn't break the hindu civilization how can these pedis so arnab goswami is the now this the, is also the, a lot of sarcasm in that you have to understand satire if you are going to make everything dry like our zindagi ko itni dry kar dega abhinandan to kaise chalegi tum logo tum logo ke sath problem hai tum itne dry lack of sense of humor arnab goswami there is is it's an imagery it's a key word Now coming on to more significant and substantial stuff there were a series of arrests of um they were arrested for being maoist i what was the charge so that's the interesting thing the police doesn't want to make it clear but what we know is that they suspect they have links to banned maoist organizations that's all we know really concretely so that's all we know there were those arrests then we will also discuss um rahul gandhi's fopa on whether the congress was involved or responsible in 1984 Uh, do you know where he did this this was somewhere overseas yeah this was an interview in germany there was a interaction with the press where he he was asked a question by a journalist and that's how he responded so since we have many nri audiences even for the podcast it seems you guys are the new audience for any prime ministerial candidate they're out to appease you like what the fuck yeah hum kya khet ki mooli hain hum yahan baithe hain padal se hum guzre hain tatti mein hum ghume power cuts hamare yahan ho lekin modi ji ho rahul ji ho baat ho aap logon se karte hain hain wah yaar तो इसी इसी खुशी में चलो सब्सक्राइब कर लो यार डॉलर्स में कमाते तुम तो हैं इतने कंजूस नहीं होना चाहिए चलो डॉलर्स में कमाते हो चलो क्लिक करो सब्सक्राइब करो अपने मामा मामी पापा भाभी भांजा भांजी सबसे सब्सक्राइब कराओ देन वी विल आल्सो बी डिस्कसिंग आतिशी मारलेना और आतिशी सिंह हु द प्रिंट एंड मैनी अदर न्यूज पेपर्स क्लेम्ड हैज बिन आस्ट टू ड्रॉप हर नेम मारलेना बिकॉज इट साउंड टू क्रिस्चन बिकॉज शी इज बिन डिक्लेयर द कैंडिडेट फॉर वन ऑफ लोकसभा कॉन्स्टिट्यूंसीज इन डेली we will discuss that and what that means and how important that is we'll have the panel's view on that and finally that hero of nationalists major gogoi going go 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 gone matlab ab lagta hai unka court martial hi hoga so let's first get into the crackdown on human rights activists and lawyers and uh, naxal sympathizers or maoist sympathizers depending on who you're watching they are described differently which is also yeah. conversation we can have um so manoj uh, tell us about what is your take on this uh, a what does it mean um, for 
न्यूज प्रोफेशनल्स एंड हाउ डू थिंक दे हैव एक्चुअली कवर्ड इट वेल आई वाज टू बिगिन विद आई वांट टू लुक एट द पॉलिटिकल कॉन्टेक्स्ट इन व्हिच इट हैज हैपेंड बिफोर आई कम टू द पॉइंट अबाउट हाउ न्यूज ऑर्गेनाइजेशंस हैव रिपोर्टेड इट राइट बिकॉज़ द टू आर कनेक्टेड इट वाज सजेस्टेड दैट बाय सम क्रिटिक्स ऑफ द गवर्नमेंट दैट दिस इज प्रोबेब्ली अ डाइवर्शनरी टैक्टिक टू डाइवर्ट अटेंशन फ्रॉम Uh, the recent revelations made by the same maharashtra police uh, about uh, sanatan sanstha hmm. and then those other uh, you know feelings of the government from kashmir and also the Kerala, rbi report right? on demonetization uh, so, yeah demonetization and what have you the lynch mobs and the failure of the government to deal with those things i would think that uh, uh, this suggestion uh, misses uh, uh, something that is central to uh, the case uh, the case being the bima koregaon uh, uh, fir uh, right emanated from uh, violence that erupted after that uh, uh, yelgar parishad uh, in the run up to the commemoration of uh, uh, a historic uh, occasion and that is uh, what uh, you know gives us a sense of why this is so sensitive an issue for uh, the government for bjp and indeed for uh, the hindutva uh, parivar the sang uh, sang parivar and uh, risked uh, this kind of controversy uh, what is sensitive about it is that you have these dalits over the years into right from the days of uh, ambedkar uh, celebrating an occasion as a, a moment of emancipation for them hmm? uh, the very occasion that is seen by uh, hindutva narrative as uh, an occasion for mourning uh, why mourn uh, that occasion because that was the fall of the last hindu empire the maratha empire um, i see so they so they so they look at it from, uh, so they look at it as a celebration at the falling of a hindu empire is that right yeah that, okay. see that is these are the two counter narratives and that goes to the heart of the matter that uh, the, the hindutva narrative is that what happened in 1818 that war at chirki uh, between uh, the maratha army and the british army uh, led to the fall of the last hindu empire in india hmm. right that is so it's a it's a, an occasion to mourn right for them right whereas for dalits that very moment is a, a, an emancipatory moment because it so happened that that uh, unit uh, that was engaged in the battle from the british side hmm. uh, comprised uh, uh, several uh, mahars whose names have been inscribed in that uh, bhima koregaon memorial and this battle took place on uh, 1st january 1818 and, and mahars so mahars are have been celebrating it for the last 200 years this was the 200th anniversary what happened last so um, mahars you know, were basically a community that I, dalits identify more with who fought for the british yeah, is that right ambedkar himself belonged to mahars it's a Uh, a huge uh, community dalit community from maharashtra it's uh, as big as say jatavs are in uttar pradesh if i were to look at this purely from a political or or a electoral point of view the dalit community in maharashtra is significant enough to cause a political um, uh, you know wave one way or the other uh, sure i mean there is an attempt being made by modi otherwise to uh, you know garner support from um, dalit community in fact uh, to consolidate uh, the entire hindu vote which is the reason why he has been making such strenuous efforts on the one hand but doesn't uh, this whole thing run counter to um, the attempt to consolidate i mean for, for this exactly exactly so you have, you hit the nail on the head 
uh, ideally they wouldn't have wanted uh, this type of sort of a situation to arise at all but this contradiction is something they cannot ignore they cannot afford to ignore uh, the contradiction of uh, how to look at that event how can these people uh, dalits uh, celebrate that as a uh, an emancipatory movement in uh, their history when in fact it is something that involves uh, the fall of the last hindu empire so that's unthinkable intolerable uh, for the hindutva brigade which is the reason why the big gathering of dalits this year when they were celebrating it in a bigger uh, way than usual because it was the 200th anniversary there was an attack on them and the first fir that was registered uh, in uh, january 2018 by maharashtra police was an fir against uh, two Hindutva leaders, uh, Bhire and Ekbote. Sambhaji Bhire. Later, they registered this uh, other FIR uh, saying that, uh, no, the people who spoke at that Yelgar Parishad are the ones who instigated violence. Manisha, you uh, were commenting on this and you've seen the coverage of this at length. Uh, so Is there another way of spinning this and has that been successful? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and that you've seen that happen right from the beginning with channels like republic times now z and i'd say most television channels and even newspapers uh this urban naxal conspiracy that's been spread but so you've had in this case at least i mean manoj has given us a detail of the case but you've had in this case the media lap up everything that the public prosecutor and the police has been saying and when you hear what they're saying it's like an army of vivek agnihotri literally <laughs> so you've had yesterday public prosecutors make um, you know statements like uh, these guys are trying to spread rebellious thoughts these guys yeah. are trying to use arts and uh, cartoons and creative means of influencing yeah. people this was said by the the public prosecutor and oh he God. actually he actually said this hmm. that uh, the uh, arun ferreira who's one of the guys who was detained is using art culture oh. humor and creative methods with the intention of penetrating maoist thoughts in their minds sending them i don't believe like, this yeah. you're serious this is the public prosecutor of this the government the of maharashtra he and then they have said things like they go on fact finding team so every time there's a you know there's been a killing or there's been uh, you know there's been a confrontation with land acquisition or whatever these guys go and do fact finding so they uh, they've also said that fact finding team could be a code word for maoists <laughs> so basic things like this this police has spun into this grand conspiracy where everyone from maoists to kashmiri separatists Yeah. to like top functionaries no, I, uh, manisha i just want to say that all these sweeping statements that are being made are emanating from that one fir that second fir i was talking about yeah. we are linking it to that yeah right so um yes yeah, when manisha. you look at the profile of some of the guys who arrested people like sudha bhardwaj and this is very important she spent 29 years in chatisgarh fighting land acquisition hmm. fight yeah. you know doing very basic pro bono legal work for tribals who have who have no idea unke sath kya ho raha hai matlab unko they'll just put them in jail ki tum maoist so they won't even know what's been served on them they illiterate she'll come she'll fight these cases yeah so when you take her out of there it makes it so easy for the government to just then go and do whatever they want so this is essentially and this is going to have a chilling effect on lawyers who are doing public interest litigation because in fact one of them, them but one of them spoke to us right in a report yeah, that we did one of the lawyers who actually to be named because obviously yeah. these guys but he or she didn't want to be named and in this case also so many of these guys are guys who are just fighting cases for other guys accused of uh, the same yeah. being uh, under, under the same law so um there but i i think um what and this i think there's a certain uniformity in how power reacts um that i don't think the government had um anticipated the kind of pushback that has come 
and I I think this was the same thing in the time of UPA. I think governments underestimate the pushback that will happen when they take a step that is you know so grossly seemingly unjust. Um, so today there's a, a protest, and I think um, this has kind of led to a consolidation of the anti-BJP forces, like not in the last I think two years. I can't think of you know this consolidation happening. Mm. Um, so yeah, I I think and this reminds me of. Many such bloopers the UPA made, including some during the Operation Green Hunt. Ha, Madhu, um, you I don't know how much of this coverage you absorbed, uh, but do you think? I mean, again, I'm I'm just kind of trying to walk the middle ground here. I saw some news channels which was completely irresponsible because even the cops haven't connected this to the plot to kill Modi, which some news channels ran. So that is their own figment of their imagination. Even the cop didn't say that this has anything to do with that. Uh, however, I read a report where. a uh, reporter had spoken to the police there and he was given this information hmm. and in that it did mention that there was a plot conspiracy to assassinate narendra modi this on one report i'm not sure if that is but this particular these arrests neither has the prosecutor no, claimed that neither have the cops claimed that only the television channels have claimed that those letters in fact have never made it to the court they are only circulating in the media so It's yeah which not, which you pointed out which yeah. we had reported Now, on coming to what manoj is talking about hmm. on uh, their strategy on why they're doing this now and what the plans are for 2019 hmm. um i think it's a little bit different i think they have had a policy of cutting off the legs of uh, any potential uh, vote gatherer with that would uh, that would take away votes from the bjp hmm. and in that by putting lalu in jail by put, you know uh, going after chidambaram and uh, his son uh, these are all part of the same plan i think and from what we have seen in their past behavior uh, since 2014 since they came into power is that very often they do not gauge the public response very well yes they seem to think that they will get away with a lot more than what actually happens because as soon as they get a pushback from the public whether it's journalists hmm. or whether it's social media or whatever we have seen that they pull back uh, uh, yeah i think the whole idea was to give this chilling effect so no yes. one speaks out that was the yeah. idea yeah more and than i think consolidating a yeah. vote and i think that that has misfired I think it is misfiring, as many of their actions have, like Smriti Rani's announcement of a committee, right, them, which also they backpedaled on. Yeah, they're monitoring journalists. All this that is coming up, the pre- now coming up on pressure on WhatsApp and Google and Facebook, all that is connected to control, controlling us, which is so much like Mr. Sibyl and Mr. Chidambaram. Yeah. except they were exactly they're all the same <laughs> raman sir what is your take on this okay, and uh, where we, do you see the story leading from here on we have discussed the historical part of it we have discussed the politics of it hmm. but i think uh, when we look at the facts uh, the act that they have slapped on these people is unlawful acts prevention act hmm. okay so uapa as we call it and uh, and what they try to do upa had uh, you know banned certain organizations ultra leftist organizations in the past so they try to link these five guys to those uh, right. institutions those banned organizations so those from banned the upa uh, hmm. and and but but to say that they, they have committed anything unlawful hmm. is not there 
so what they are trying to do they are trying to show their association with the organi- organizations and they are invoking it again and again uh, saying that the upa had banned it we did not you know in this case the case is still on sure. all that they have done is not allowed that them they are it. under arrest hmm. but they are not in the jail they are in their house and they can't take them to pune they can't they, they, no transit can happen till you give us prima facie reason hmm. to carry them uh, on to pune you know hmm. they they are trying to link these people with the incident that hmm. happened at uh, korega hmm. so 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 unless you give us a prima facie evidence for their transit we will not uh, give it. so 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 the the maharashtra government is yet to give those evidences mm. they and haven't given it and we have till 5th of september we yeah. are right. i guess in this case no because yesterday's hearing in the delhi high court with the two bench judge they actually slammed the police and the prosecutor saying that even the arrest orders in marathi you haven't even translated for the court or for the guy you are trying to he's how do i get to know what my charges are when you're giving me something in marathi mm. so these things the i think it's very important that delhi high court pointed all this out and then the prosecutor is calling these people accused he's asking them why do you want to take them he's saying they are accused and the court says they're not accused how are you saying they're accused hmm. right now they're not accused in the case so when it's not about activism but it's when the state is so bumbling when the police is so bumbling the court will point out legal lacunas and sure also it has just come on uh, this neha dikshit has tweeted hmm. that dr sushil gautam uh, has been arrested with five other people again today yeah just now i see so it carries on just one point i wanted to make on dalit leader hmm. the pushback thing that you were talking about how it's nice to see the pushback but i still think that the kind of fear this will create is just we can't gauge it sitting in delhi because yeah we see people protesting that twitter hashtags and all that but when you see that these guys there's one video of one of the guys who was uh, arrested he's literally shivering people like arun ferreira uh, has spent 5 years in jail with torture like petrol being injected up their anus hmm horrific stuff after which they are acquitted of all charges so mm. they go through shit like this there will be a point where a lot of activists lawyers will say do is it worth our life like this like why do we really need to go and do stuff in chatisgarh when this is the extent to which you can be penalized for just carrying out your job so i think it's a very scary situation well yeah i think let's see what the media does it's uh, what what some media houses are doing is rather tragic but coming to the whole rahul gandhi's fopa um let's start with you manoj cuz you wrote that book when a tree shook delhi yeah. um i think to a great extent the ghosts of 84 had been settled uh by uh, well okay not settled but at least um they had kind of tried to uh, save some face with manmohan singh's apology and acknowledgement and yeah. even rahul gandhi had in one interview a kind of expressed regret uh, like what a dumb thing to do i mean what first of all for those of uh, our listeners who are not very you know up to date with uh, 84 can you tell us you know based on the research in your book how compelling was the evidence that it was the congress party behind the riots yeah see uh, the latest controversy is specifically about the party party as distinct from uh, leaders right uh, because uh, as far as leaders are concerned what happened was you know we had uh, unlike in any other uh, context we had two rounds of uh, judicial inquiry the first one was appointed by uh, rajiv gandhi in uh, 85 um, and uh, that led to a complete examination of uh, the party and the leaders and it said uh, that if uh, uh, at all there is any involvement from the side of uh, congress camp it is 
you know some low level workers who on their own acted um, so right. there was no question of uh, the leaders or the party much less the party being involved is the uh, exoneration that uh, mishra commission gave right hmm. now several years later uh, when vajpayee uh, government was uh, in place uh, due to pressure from civil society they uh, appointed a fresh inquiry because it was widely perceived that uh, the uh, clean chit that uh, the um, uh, mr government mr commission gave was baseless and so on so they uh, the that inquiry was uh, held by nanavati justice nanavati commission and this uh, one uh, the report uh, gave its report in um, 2005 uh, which went a little further than um, mr in saying um okay uh, it it did not address the question about the party uh, in at great length what it did was okay it left alone the question of whether the party assets was involved and instead it uh, said that certain leaders were certainly involved so it went on to indict uh, say titler uh, it went on to indict uh, sajjan kumar and uh, certain other leaders so now uh, in spite of that the action taken report that the manmohan government originally gave in parliament said that we don't accept this nanavati commission report uh, they reiterated uh, the exoneration of uh, um, uh, mr commission uh, because that was politically convenient to them and said neither the party nor the leaders were uh, involved right hmm. but then there was an outrage in uh, uh, the house and uh, subsequently in rajya sabha uh, uh, manmohan singh um, revised that uh, Uh, stand of the government and said okay we are by then they forced titler uh, to resign they forced uh, sajjan kumar to resign from some post uh, which uh, delhi government had given but they but they still gave sajjan kumar's so brother a ticket to contest in that context that in august 2005 he tendered that apology on uh, behalf of the government thanks manoj um thanks yeah. hope you'll join us again sometime in the hafta um, thank you manoj thank you. Okay one thing to point out is that at that time in 1984 the only television channel was Doordarshan so none of what really happened there is no documentation visually on on footage and that is a big disadvantage because if it had happened after the liberalization of television airwaves i think it would have been a different picture where people would be able to show what how the uh, six were targeted uh, and it was not a riot it was goons being um, incited by congress leaders and in cannot place there were everyone could see what was going on even from their windows and six were running for their lives people were killed in front of their children and wives so to say that this um, what were his exact know, words I, well rahul said that the congress party was not involved now i don't know even if he was 13 years old when it happened the point is that you still have to study history you still have to be open to what other people have written about it you have still have to be aware how many cases and how many commissions have been formed which mm. came to nothing how many cases have been filed again and again and again which have come to nothing no there are 40 Nobody arrests has gone to jail Huh? There have been forty years. Okay, they but were, nobody. But no convictions. No, there were convictions. Were convictions. No, but not not Jagdish Titler. No, 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 no,
कि जब एक पेड़ गिरता है एंड धरती हिलती है No, no, but he could have answered the question huh. without being so clumsy. Yeah. No, I you was know. I was an eyewitness hmm. at that time. I was a postgraduate student, twenty-one hmm. year old, hmm. and uh, we uh, had, we were allotted a DDA flat in Dilshad Garden, which hmm. is in East Delhi. East Delhi was the most affected area, hmm. Trilokpuri and all. So I saw two days of unabated violence. I had seen it myself. in my area hmm. okay we had uh, you know pro- we were trying to protect a couple of sick families but their buses were parked there so the buses were burnt and 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 there was open loot unabated nobody was helping uh, nobody in the police wasn't there the chutmut leaders were uh, pol- congress leaders were there and third day it started dying down and the fourth day the army had uh, you know uh, marched up uh, there was a flag uh, march and they came with the tanks on in front of our houses right. so i and and at that time uh, the army men i i still remember he said tumko 3 din de diye the ab ab kuch nahi hoga the guy in uniform Haan. said this in, in uniform had said that mm. I, i was there were a sick neighbors oh, my father really? had sick neighbors and Haan. he uh, gave them shelter they moved into a living room and mattresses were spread mm. for them to live there for at least two weeks because everyone was so scared and then my sister in law who happens to be a sick uh called called and said what can we do and all that so my father called her a neighbor who lived near her family mm-hmm. who are six and said can you please help them and take them in and the neighbor said to my father ki hum nahi karenge kyunki jab indira gandhi when she died ye mithai hamare samne aur hamare ghar ko bhi bheji humne mithai to hum inko bilkul nahi help so there was why i'm bringing it up is because there was a polarization mm. yeah i remember this six. this i remember this a lot of people you know had this whole thing that there were celebrations and of course there were celebrations among some quarters also i've said this once uh, you know i don't think mrs gandhi um, actually a very good book to read on this is amritsar uh, you know uh, and a very good film to watch on this is amu Oh, oh really I haven't watched Tamu but oh god it's a by, brilliant film that's a Mark Tully and Satish Jacob and it actually describes the quandary she was in because Abhindra Wale I think May 4 or April 4 he had said is the day we going to you know raise the Khalsa flag and we will call ourselves a country I mean it was he gave an ultimatum and all the Sikhs from all over the country should come to Amritsar at that time so they had actually sealed off all the borders so she was running against time because if on that day he managed to do it it would send out a huge message and it could so um and she couldn't wait to smoke them out which you know i always used to wonder that you have to be an idiot not to know i mean i'm not sikh but i'm punjabi to send army and tanks into harmandar sahib is suicide they will not forgive you they will come after you it is not you know it's like sending tanks into mecca or it's it's Yeah and, yeah and while the sikh community is not as um you know um militant in the sense you know what i mean right like like christianity or islam does have a certain side which which tends to be a lot more violent uh, politically especially around the world uh, sikhism was not like that but even so by the fact is that had she not you know done away with him before that date he had said that day we will declare ourselves an independent khalistan and the fact is that there were 
Sikh regiments or you know little units of Sikhs in the army who actually took three tons and one tons and started making their way on Khalis on on Bindrawale's call. Of course, that time there was no private media, so you, this word couldn't get around. So can you imagine a few thousand Sikh soldiers from the Indian Army taking their arms and saying we're going to support him? So it was like a really I and mean, this is a film that should be made. And another book that actually it's a fiction book, but it's such a beautiful job of this phase is Atish's book. You know, he describes mm-hmm. that... Sorry, Manisha. Atish Taseer. No, yeah. I think for someone from my generation who was born in 85, we don't realize the horrors of 84. And I was, in fact, reading up after Rahul Gandhi's statement, 3,000 people killed in three days. At the peak of violence, one person per minute was killed. In the city of Delhi. In the city of Delhi. And you Broad had, daylight. after this, you had Rajiv Gandhi make statements like, Kuch dange fasad I had seen half one bodies yeah. on the road. And when he There's says that, uh, you know, the famous statement ki, uh, koi bada falls, girte, people clapped after that. Immediately after that statement, he, people were clapping. So I think for Rahul Gandhi, when Manmohan Singh has said sorry, you know this 84 question will come to you every time. I mean, people are praising him for giving him She's right. He should have been better prepared. People, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, at least he's taking That's questions from the media, unlike Modi. But at least prepare then. If you're going to go in and give impromptu, you know, press okay. conferences, at least A prepare. For Raman Somehow sir there's and something Manu, about Indians, us that they think is demeaning to prepare. I'm sure hmm. Rahul Gandhi yeah. certainly thinks. I don't wing think it. he's even told we, 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 It's not demeaning. Now, it's Planning ahead no, is it's like, an evolved say, thought. American presidential debates. They rehearse, they practice, they're given questions, they dodge them, they're, they're given all kinds of things that they'll have to deal with and they, they practice for weeks before Nadu, that. Can I digress on this, what you just said? Hmm. Do you remember we did this series called With the BBC during what I remember that girl, India that debates. girl, Nisha uh, Pillai, Nina Nish, Pillai, what was her name? Nisha Pillai, she Nisha came Pillai. into our office from BBC. I know the story he's going to tell. <laughs> and she came in 10 days before and we gave her an office and she sat there for 10 days preparing, preparing, preparing. We all were very impressed. They go, how hard she's working and how she's preparing. And you know what she was preparing? Welcome to the BBC debates. I have before me Mr. Kuldeep Nair. Mr. But, but, but how and that's all. But they really prepared. No, no. But and in fa- her ear were questions being shouted at by the producer who was giving her all the questions. But, she had but, no idea what she was saying. We shot in the Jamia sets. So um, we shot there and I was the basic side Chaiwala in office. So I, I was there preparing the set. I was just escorting her around. Then do you remember Gautam, that very tall, thin Gautam, the production guy? Mm-hmm. He was like 6'3". Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then they said, okay, now we're going to... And they had this really fat Englishman producer. They said, okay, now we'll do a rehearsal. So the guest was supposed to be Jaswant Singh. I yeah. think yes, there was uh, there Sita Ram Yachuri, yeah. Jaswant Singh. I forget who the third guest was. So they were supposed to come in the evening. No, sorry, the next morning. So at night we were running so tired. So they said, okay, so now we'll have a rehearsal. So me, Gautam, Sanjay, we'll have a rehearsal. They said, okay, so you be Yachuri, you be Jaswant Singh. So we were looking at each other. We said, we. She said yes. So we all took the seats of where Yachuri, Jaswant Singh was supposed to sit. And she was talking to us with a straight face. So, Mr. Yajiri, what do you think? So, I was talking to Gautam started giggling. Then I started giggling. And he started giggling throughout the rehearsal. And she kept a straight face, like, as if we are doing a series. I was like, dude, this is like the limit of rehearsal. Yeah? I'm not Yajuri. He's not just dancing. What are we doing here? And we, we went into hysterics. Anyway, uh, no, I have a question, Madhu and Raman, sir. I've tried to look for this video. So I'd like to point out, this has been quoted in several articles. And I have seen journalists who I think are credible journalists claim that there's video evidence. I haven't come across it. Amitabh Bachchan has been accused. When this happened, and he was very close to the Gandhi family, there were a whole bunch of people behind uh, Rajiv Gandhi shouting, Khoon ka badla khoon. Title was one of them. 
and when no they were shouting at his speech no 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 hmm. when the uh, the procession for the uh, you know for haan, her cremation went haan, haan, yes there was a a chant went out this is recorded khoon ka badla khoon now some of the people who were chanting that they say were uh, titler he was chanting khoon ka badla khoon and a, a camera shows at the back amitabh bachchan was also part of the mob This is there any evidence of this or this is just bullshit one of those urban legends this is bullshit this is bullshit, bullshit. it this, would be out there no there well, he might evidence. have come for the commission of course he, he, came, he was ah. part of uh, organizing was everything ah. he was part of the ah. family and this is on video khun ka badla khun no no, no. no that, okay. that's what i'm saying there isn't no. but people the front row row loyalists were hkl bhagat this uh, titler and sachin kumar these were the three main instigators in uh, delhi and then dharandas shastri was another person at the uh, lower So in fact there's a pura thread on this did Amitabh Bachchan really make inflammatory speech against Sikhs in 1984 and uh, and a lot of people have uh, you know because there was He one of the prime because his mother is sick is sick correct yeah and Teji was quite a terror it's I believe it's not sick that's how the british say it it's hmm. sick acha sick <laughs> so his mother is sick so i cannot see him saying that it's not possible so anyway so that's uh, you know mr rahul gandhi and how he kind of fucked this up But otherwise, uh, just a, a quick around the table. You think there there has been a marked change in his personality, a swagger? I mean, uh, Rahul Gandhi. Hmm. I think there's a definite change. There definite change. I think he's just more comfortable in in his skin. He's just more comfortable being open. He's open to talking to people. These invitations that have gone out to women journalists and this and that. I think that's a more relaxed attitude than what he had before. He had really had a, ga- a wall around him hmm. last time pre-election. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. It he sounds really very sincere and honest also when he speaks. But he needs to do some homework. Yes. He needs yeah. to do much more homework. He slips up every now. He needs to study, study, yes. study. He's been in politics for 15 years now. 15 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. At least. But to me, I find I'm quite cynical when people say he's changed because I mean, it's like change doesn't mean that he's there. He's changed from what he was. That's all. Yeah, it's maybe. Not, that's but all. I think it's, it's still like bad it's a big progress. He used to make a fool of you know, himself. Yes, earlier, yes. But maybe it's not. It's not like himself, it's not like he's a seasoned politician. Yes, yes. Not he's not like he knows how to do the mechanics of fixing the right tickets or how to win an he election the way the, the way the BJP understands how to win elections. Is it's? I think the Congress Party is still terribly naive in this. He has improved as a politician. He has improved, but it's not enough. I don't think in enough. the pace that he should have. I mean, fifteen no, years on the field, and even I can also become. Even Abhishek Bachchan become a good actor. Ready? You did thirteen flops, yeah. and you still got a film. Then, if you still are not a good actor, then you know you deserve to exactly. act in a film like starring Agni uh, Vivek Agnihotri. But uh, huh? moving <laughs> <laughs> out of the blue, Agni, out of the blue. So um, and now, listen. By the way, in your interview with Vivek Agnihotri, hmm. I don't like to uh, criticize pronunciation, hmm. but your wonderful became V for W. I know. Wonderful. What did he say? V for wife. He says wonderful, 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 wonderful. wonderful. You, what should it be? One, one, wonderful, wonderful. wonderful. Even I wonderful. And Ashutosh has piped up. For for the best thing that happened to us, Ashutosh quit the party. I, I know. How nice! Really, really? I don't know why. I don't know why Arun is trying to keep him or not. Poor chap. What is he going to do? <laughs> These journalists who become he'll become a journalist again. He's already started making noises, so I think he would join some other party. He'll do Facebook blogs. No, but I Atishi Marlena. For those of you who don't know, Atishi Marlena is Atishi is. Um, 
you know, what one of the most... What a creative surname. She mixed it with Marx and Lenin. Not she. Her, her father or mother did. Okay. The parents. They were professors in Delhi University. I think her mother was an economics professor at Hindu College, if I'm not wrong. So she is actually one of the architects of the whole uh, reform that has happened in the education in Delhi, which is actually the once bright spot of Delhi governments. I mean, if at all they'll win again, they'll win because of that in the Mohalla Clinics. And she's the architect of that entire process. Uh, she's been announced as the candidate for the next Lok Sabha election from Delhi, from one of the seven constituencies in Delhi. And in so doing, has been asked, as has been reported by many in the media, to drop her surname. Which is actually Singh, her father's surname is Singh, but they gave her the surname Marlena, joining Marx and Lenin, because they were famous leftist professors of their time. And uh, Ashutosh has piped up and said that even when I was contesting, they asked me to use my surname, but I've never used my surname, which he hasn't. I mean, I've worked with Ashutosh for five years, mother, when he was an Archduck. We never knew what his surname was. We never knew what his surname was, and you know, he never used a surname. And it was a very, I think, a, a great decision to say that I will not be identified by my caste. He did it in college. Yeah, so um, so he's saying even I was asked to use it and of course now everybody has problem. Of course that time he used it for the last four years, he hasn't had a problem <laughs> and uh, defended everything from Somnath Bharti to uh, all sorts of stuff. But I'm just saying to win an election that people have condemned it, they, they will bring about change, they will do this. How big a deal is it or how disappointed will you be with the party if they ask, you know, uh, their candidates to do such a thing? Did they? But yeah, apparently the story is that she wasn't, she doesn't use her name anyway. She, she, she never, don't call, no, she I think Pratik Sina did a, a thing on fake news. On, on and then there that was an unnecessary controversy. True. She was not, according to them, it was, she was not asked to drop her surname. She's Atishi Singh, but she never used No, no, she, no? she was always known as Atishi Marlena. Even when she used to appear on TV, it used to come Atishi Marlena. That was the surname that texts also used. You know, the supers of Jo Atai Jab Aap. TV pe aate ho. And that they ask you that this is the name we're using. And I, she has been using oh, that okay. name. Oh, okay. I was, uh, a lot of the AAP guys are saying that she always called herself Atishi, never Marlena. And she dropped it because there was confusion within the Kada. No, like she may not questions. have said, hi, I'm Atishi Marlena. But when she appeared on television studios, Niche jo naam aata tha na, jase Manisha Pandey aata hai, Madhutrehan aata hai. Manisha Pandey, award-winning journalist. You know, wo aata hai. <laughs> Madhutrehan, you know, veteran, Oof. senior journalist. Okay. Uh, you know, Raman Sir Kata, award winning senior journalist. Mera Kata, Chutia number one. You know, so Uzi Tara, Jab full just text, text Kata, so modest. Atishi Marlena, would have a spokesperson. So, so you're saying she come. didn't stop people from. Yeah. So now there has been a marked change. I And if Ashutosh, while I may not be think the guy is so great, I would not think he'd be lying. Is it a big deal? That's what I want to know. If it's about winning an election, how big a deal is it for you? How disappointed would you be if whichever party you support, and I know none of you are casteist, would use the surname as a point of identity? I'd be very disappointed in, in India where this kind of thing happens just for the sake of votes. But you know it does. Mm. You're looking very sad and depressed. Yeah, bring me back my India. But we we never expected such things from our Madhmi party. You know, mm. when it came in. No, but it's been said that they didn't do it. Huh. In fact, we are going that to get a fake news it. that she has said, um, Pratik Sinha has said that she, the, nobody asked her to drop it. Hmm. It was apparently her own decision because there was confusion. I think that, look, from a political party's point of view, she's done some great work. I would personally really keenly watch her uh, election because I'd really like to know if it matters or not, education to people. Or you never know, yeah, with your contesting BJP, usko bol denge, Maowadi hai, dekho, Marx Lenin. Yeah, but Manisha, I think people so, are now smart enough. Maybe they're They've seen the work. The one thing that Delhi, I, I've think that AAP will be voted back in power because one, because of their work in the schools as well as the clinics. 
आशुतोष like when he was contesting the 2014 elections and he was asked to use his uh, surname gupta so this is quite possible that uh, electorally they would uh, want atishi to it's, it's possible right what and i mean it will take some time to know what's what is happening exactly but it is quite possible that would have happened arvind kejriwal khud bhi to he's given speeches no like main baniya hu main janta hu who he's, said arvind kejriwal ha maybe aapki community he's so, a pol- see the thing is yeah, pol- he understands real politics yeah. let's be clear um which is why you know prashant uh, who i think is a fantastic person with the heart in the right place yogendra less so i'd be surprised if they you know win one councilor seat uh, but you real politics is but i'm just wondering how big a deal it is it for you sir you what you said you thought they were different and you no, be disappointed i always am I, i'm disappointed that hmm. but do you think it's possible to win an election if the polarization is along religious lines and they were to convince people that she's christian you think that would i mean how, how much of a impact would that caste have caste is definitely a, reali- a reality and religion is definitely a reality but we have been studying this for the past 25 30 years somebody will have to bring you know some change so aam aadmi party when they came in into being so we thought that it is a different party so why it is a different party so because of some principles hmm. so this i think uh, i mean uh, whatever her name was should have been there why you are dropping or yeah. adding name <laughs> just for the votes you would expect progressive politics just but i think only a really big mass leader can you know transcend caste and religion in election maybe someone like a gandhi or even he used it bapu hmm so now um finally i'm um, just the last issue that we'll discuss for those of you who came in late there's an army officer called major gogoi who became an instant celebrity and an instant villain at the same time depending on where you stood and if you stood in the middle you were like okay there are many officers like him and he will go down the way of many those officers he was the man who famously tied a kashmiri man on the jeep to push back on a stone pelting mob it was an obvious violation of human rights which was lauded by the army chief and major gogoi t-shirts were sold by entrepreneur of consequence tejinder singh bagga <laughs> who was also featured in the times of india for being so entrepreneurial uh, who i have interviewed and you can watch his interview below in the link and uh, after that he was well um, an inquiry was set up because he was seen in a hotel with local kashmiri woman and that led to some fight over there and of course that blew up and people said he is being targeted because of what he did and it's unfair and many senior journalists uh, who know very little about the army started saying oh this is you know of course the ones who defend nationalists no matter what that they, so what a consenting adult hmm. and cons- they cannot enter a hotel uh, i'm like first of all you clearly don't know anything about the army considering you know you've been a journalist for 35 years and i think i said this i, I remember my dad was in the army there was a court of inquiry against a commanding officer whose jawan had got an std this was i remember when dad was posted in gang talk or something and there was major tension we used to go there for holidays and what happened some dude had got an std 
and it was clear that he had been a non-family station for whatever six seven months. And the doctor said this STD has only happened in the last. And the commanding officer was hauled up. That how is your man leaving the army cantonment and going and having sex with any local woman when she is not supposed to? मतलब उसने किया भी नहीं कोई और कहीं और से फन ले रहा है और उसको डिजीज हो गए और कमांडिंग ऑफिसर और यहाँ ये खुद बंदा मेजर कश्मीर में जा रहा है एंड दीज यानी आर ट्रीटिंग आई डोंट बिलीव दिस व्हाट दिस इज द इंटॉलरेंस ऑफ द लिबरल रिपब्लिक वॉज सेंग दैट इक्वेटेड क्लीन शीट मैंने कहा तुम्हें पता भी नहीं है तुम्हें जम्मू एंड कश्मीर एंड लद्दाख एंड आई थिंक दिस है and i think that that is i'm surprised that that's all that's happened he has been now court martialed hasn't he well, the, there'll be an inquiry the, there'll the, be an inquiry the proceedings are on yeah i mean in the sense that he has been found uh, what is it not liaising but whatever word with no with yeah. the you, you, know, you can't do that you can't do that because it's, it's it opens you up rules. to all kinds of uh, susceptibilities you're vulnerable yeah. you open you make yourself the army and you the make, country yeah, vulnerable you, you make your pattern you cannot do it mm-hmm. you cannot do it so i i so, was just uh, curious about how now the other thing is you know the 24 hour news cycle has made us forget what how this was covered channels that did a complete fictitious coverage of this not even understanding what are the implications of this there will be a court of inquiry and you know many people had said there will be a court of inquiry including yours truly just knowing the facts that this is how the army works none of those channels are यू नो कॉल्ड आउट एंड हमारी मनीषा करती रहती है दे आर टू गिल्टी चैनल्स हर हफ्ते एक ही बंदा कर रहा है डजन द जनता गिव अ शिट दैट यू वो बेसिकली फॉर वन वीक यू वो गिवन रॉन्ग न्यूज आई डोंट केयर एंड वी ट्रूली इन पोस्ट ट्रूथ वर्ल्ड आई एम जस्ट रेंटिंग No forget this the recent no, case about the objection. Kerala flood aid that yeah. happened where there was a confusion about where that 700 crore figure came a UAE government is going to give us 700 crore there was lots of discussions on whether we should take it or not and then the government said ki nahi hum wo to kuch aaya nahi hai cmo is the kerala cm is just speaking through us the republic ran a whole show that why should we take it should we take it or not take it why don't you take it matlab this is a whole one hour debate on 700 crore whether we should take it or not which is pure fiction two days later he's accusing other people of spreading fake news <laughs> these fake news peddlers how dare they said that 700 crore was being given hmm. where did this figure come from i said well, you were a journalist two days ago you were holding prime time discussion no, i think there should be some definition news. of journalism now and journalists there should be some definition so there is some... you're not going to cover stories like actually look at report. stories report Ground a story report. Hmm. D- describe the story analyze the story give the information to the reader or the viewer and then give your conclusion if you're just going to take a subject and shout on screen you are no longer a journalist mm. you're an evangelist nice so just stop calling that kind of entertainment and but, nonsense as journalism but again, it isn't what criteria does it fill of journalism where you go you find a story you go after it you explore it you meet the people who are who can give you the the real story and you get the other side you analyze it you give it to your editor your editor double checks are the facts correct is any of that being followed well, and then you and then you sum it all up and give some kind of decent analysis so the reader or viewer is informed but the, what we're seeing is one subject shouting and i don't understand how can you have debates and shouting on things like rape what is there to debate about mm-hmm. a rape 
hmm. except to just yell at people. Can anyone a debate must have two opposing points? So can anyone say rape is good? Is that the opposing but point? But Madhu, that's the thing. In fact, I was just a few days ago. I had been invited to give be on a panel where it was for you know a summer course in journalism. And um, the point that you know they wanted a macro picture. I just thought that one of a, a point that I I thought needed to be highlighted is that. At it, there was a time when there were certain debates that were settled. That it is bad to rape women. It is bad to kill a child because she's a girl. It is bad to beat up someone because he belongs to a different caste. Those and not just in India, they are being revisited everywhere because, I mean, there is some truth to the fact that the narrative was set by elites. And those elites, while they were elites in education and wealth, it is natural around the world that. You know, most progressive ideas of the, the society is led. In fact, Professor Jared Diamond, an evolutionary biologist, has a lecture on this. It is the elites that determine a society's evolution. evolution, the ideas that come. And again, I'm not giving value judgment. It's good or bad. With the dig- digital world coming in, at that time, it wasn't that everybody believed that women are equal to men. It was just that the elites, whose voice was strongest, believed so. But there were many pockets who didn't think so. Twitter has brought them together. Oh my God, there are hundred thousand more people like us. So then they are pushing back on things that you're talking about. Established values are being challenged. I mean, my recommendation for this week actually is a, a Time Magazine article. It's a really long article of I don't know how many, 8,000 words. Do you know the Brazilian presidential candidate who will probably win? Because the one who's top in the polls will probably not be allowed, will not be allowed to contest because he's in prison. The number who's coming number two at some 20 some percent or 30 some percent of the polls vote. You know what he said? He has called a Brazilian lawmaker lady saying, I would have raped you, but you don't deserve to be raped. On he has said this in a speech. He has admired General Pinochet, who was famous for getting women raped by dogs. I mean, that's the level of in Brazil. This man may win. So sorry to go into this rant, Madhu, but values that you think are settled and done are being revisited, and this generation, who we call the millennials, will have to confront it. I think it's scary times. So, which is what journalism is, will also be revisited. It's also not. It's not settled between you and me. Contempt for facts. Like you've seen in your interview with Vivek Agnihotri says that Can we facts stop are facts. trashing Vivek? He's <laughs> no, been no, trashed trashing, enough. No, no, not trashing, but I'm just saying that there Poor are a lot of people who Twitter pe who feel you know, they like really this. go too far. Yeah, guys, if you listen to this, it's fine to, you know, criticize him. And I've seen some tweets that talk about his wife and also... Guys, fucking seriously, dude. You can disagree with a guy, but keep his family out of it for fuck's sake. It's That's just bad form. It's just not done. And sorry, I'll just quote... The army court of inquiry has held Major Gogoi guilty of fraternizing. 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 Fraternizing with a local in spite of instructions to the contrary and being away from the place of duty while in operational area. Unquote. So that's what he's guilty of. Now he has to prove he's not. Anyway. Uh, the court martial will happen now. Hmm. No, I think uh, if you remember, Nidhi had done a story uh, along those lines. Hmm. Our news laundry ki Nidhi. Yes, hmm. news laundry Nidhi. He had a story that uh, such, uh, you know, supplying girls to the big officials in the police is happening in Jammu and girls were taken from Srinagar. So that was the time when this Gogoi thing had also happened. Yeah, he's going to be court-martialed now. I don't know. In fact, um, General Panag had written in our column that there will be a sort of a inquiry, but it'll, it'll probably be a small sort of a... Because he was also made a hero, that human shield thing, the army really, yeah. you know, he was... Everyone, the political force, the armed force, they were with him. They kind of made a made him a poster boy of what army action should be like in Kashmir. So perhaps there'll be just some little disciplinary action against him and that's it. Yep. 
and today's letter will be read by uh, Manisha because my joy is tired with all the smiling and fake laughter and trying to be jovial when I don't want to be. So please, Manisha, can you read the letter because my mouth is really tired. So the letter is by Vedant. He says that uh, he wants to begin with apologizing to Madhu ma'am because she probably doesn't remember that uh, he met her at the India Today Conclave in Mumbai and prom- promised to mail her that week but didn't. Uh, Vedant says what has prompted me to get off my lazy ass and finally write to you is the fact that for the past many months hafta sessions are turning into one-sided Modi bashing sessions. That is true. We need to contain that. There's no sense of balance on the panel anymore. Everyone is left liberal and seems hell-bent in proving it. Anand, uh, brackets Ranga, left without any explanation, while the other Anand appears only occasionally. Even most of your guests are hardcore left-wingers. I used to love listening to Hafta for different points of views, the healthy debates. Nowadays, if someone says something against BJP, the rest all agree and make snide remarks and start pillowing BJP for everything wrong happening under the sun. There's no right-winger on the panel to give us a counter-view. What is worse is the fact that there's a great sense of condescension for not uh, individuals, but also conservatives, including sophisticated journals and columnists like Jaggi, Paranjape, Swapandas. I don't think we have condescension uh, for Jaggi, Paranjape or Swapandas. We may not agree with them, but if that comes across as condescension, then yeah, we should check that. Uh, so he's trashing Abhinandan because you're dismissing all of them as lowly Twitter trolls. No, I don't think he's trashed people as lowly tweet not not Jaggi in fact we've often said that he's he's really a journalist of caliber and he's been on Hafta also when the topic of fake news comes up everyone's guilty of making mistakes not just the right for example one week Hafta you guys attacked Modi for saying that he has given permanent commission to women in the army when it already exists the truth is that the permanent commission exists only for few branches of the military and Modi is now extending it to all others Vedant has given a link in the Indian Express so you can read that uh, even on electrification Modi was right what he said was that if electrification had happened at the pace of 2013-14, it would have taken 15 years to electrify every village while the people who fact-checked him made it out that he said that if electrification had continued at the pace of the average of the 2004-14 rate, it would have taken 15 years. He also talks about uh, lynching data that has been put by India Spent. Uh, he's saying he's critical of that and said that what's not known is that the compiled data is based on no FIRs but based on English media reports. Uh, giving that English media reports happen in Delhi, neither know nor report most of the incidents that happened in villages. Um, and uh, he goes on to say that please more make more representation from the right on the panel and make Hafta more balanced again. We do agree. I, I think it's a I do think that we need to get more balance in terms of not just balance but also various voices I think uh, both from the left and the right more from the right because as a lot of you have complained we're not uh, getting enough people from the right so we will try and make an effort to do that get you more voices conservative voices center right right and maybe even um, new voices from the left and not the same old people that you're familiar with so thanks a lot for your letter Vedant we'll definitely keep everything that you've told us in mind and and try and make this better for you. Um, So, on that note, um, anyone has anything to add before we wind up and dedicate the song to our listeners and give our recommendations? No? Okay. So, Madhu, you want to start with your recommendation or Raman, sir, do you want to start with yours? My recommendation is uh, an article called Is Compassion Fatigue Inevitable in an Age of 24-Hour News? Oh, yes. We also had a similar piece on this. This is the... Images coming from Syria. Yeah, this is uh, from you. the Guardian. Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay, what it's about that does? It's about the fact that we are inundated so much with images and stories of pain and and disasters and everything that is numbing us out completely, and people have stopped have stopped reacting because when you see that much of um, tragedy and and brutality in every form. 
it becomes uh, you do become immune to it and i know that doctors certainly have a different attitude towards death and mm. illness than uh, what normal people do am i saying that doctors are abnormal yes so vanisha okay. pandey i am midway of a fascinating profile in the new yorker on glen greenwald hmm. the bane of their resistance how basically this lefty ultra left journalist is taking on the democrats and his their fight against trump is really fascinating i didn't know the turn his journalism had taken he's now suddenly like blocked on all the liberal channels he comes on fox he comes on all these right wing channels loved by right because he's really taking on calling out democrats on their hypocrisy and but he's been at this since the presidential election he used yeah. to go after hillary like nothing yeah, else yeah, yeah. and he would never go after trump i find i find people who don't who have the gumption to sort of uh, take on their clique very interesting i think it takes a lot of i yeah i also think it's just sometimes being provocative um i he's a brilliant journalist i don't know if it's just he has been a brilliant journalist but i don't think he's a brilliant commentator because i've heard his commentary i've seen mm. his interviews he's a bit in the snowden zone mm. where you are pretending see i don't think partisanship is unique to any there lots of partisan people but you have to acknowledge your partisanship fox doesn't have any pretensions that they're not partisan yeah so glen greenwald kind of position himself as this non-partisan he's not a non-partisan that's my concern he's anti security forces in the us that's been his big fight that's, but it's yeah. a really beautifully done profile also that explains his journalism where he's always taking on he you know he makes he's always sort of siding with the bully in the story yeah uh, sorry not the bully the, the underdog the underdog so sure. how that shifts but how b- b- who would consider trump an underdog i don't understand this is more about his friendship with this tennis player who made these right wing comments about gay people and all and how so he felt like the establishment left media was really taking them on hmm. it's an interesting it's a, a midway read it raman sir uh, there was a there's a story going on on uh, hip transplant yes in the major story uh, this is about johnson and johnson hmm. who came up uh, people are doing dharnas outside their office and the 400 patients suffered because of this uh, faulty you know equipment or whatever and there is a report which has come out in fact uh, tina tucker of the mint she was the first one to break this story and uh, she did a series on this after that indian express highlighted it the front page uh, top story series, yes mm. and and now the government has come out with the report uh the finally yesterday uh, day before they came out with the report so the report is there on the ministry of health uh, website i see okay. that also one should read because following this there is another report which came out in uh, business line where they the story is talking about uh, cost of a cripple i mean how did they arrive at the compensation part where they are uh, you know comparing the patient with the unskilled laborer the how much he should get you know hmm. so so the government the the committee has recommended 20 lakh rupees wow okay. for each uh, patient each uh, the, uh, you know patient and there are 400 of them and there's also the a big scandal on uh, you know the pricing of yeah these things as well as pricing of hip replacements as well as uh, aortic valves mm-hmm. and all that and what the actual uh, lump of money which raises the cost of each Uh, valve right. or any medical equipment is the go betweener right and there's really no need for this go betweener mm-hmm. because hospitals can buy directly from the companies absolutely but somehow a system has been established in india where the go betweeners like lobbyists have become very powerful right. and that i think is being looked at okay. by the government okay uh, my uh, recommendation for the week like i mentioned earlier is this profile in the time magazine it's called jay bolsonaro 
Loves Trump, hates gay people and admires autocrats. He could be Brazil's next president. I think it's an important read uh, and often I, you know, recommend reading from which have nothing to do with Indian politics. And the reason I recommend them is that it gives us a, a, a perspective that is what's happening in our country unique. And I believe it's not unique. I believe it is an outcome of the digital age. Uh, and at some point, maybe I'll have a longer podcast on this. But the good news is, uh, while the bad news is people like this are going to become increasingly popular around the world, the good news is we are starting finally after many hitches and starts. Uh, let's talk about series again, the podcast, and we will do a deep dive into a subject. Every two weeks we'll have one. And hopefully this time we will stick to it. Uh, and that is a promise to you listeners and Humble request to all our staff who is listening right now uh, so that we don't slack off on this. And to our producer, Karthik. Thank you, Karthik, for your production. And Anil, for your recording. And we end with this song dedicated to our subscribers. Spread the word, get more people, because we want to do a lot more than we already do. And for that, we need you to be our brand ambassadors. <laughs> Until next week, do subscribe to News Laundry, pay to keep news free because without you, there is no news model. The future of news is a subscription-driven model and unless you realize that, you will not get the kind of news that serves the public because when the public pays, the public is served and when advertisers pay, advertisers are served. Until next week, goodbye, good luck. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.